Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Just recently for Song of the Soul, I got exposed to a number of new-to-me singers and musicians through an annual competition called Songs for Social Change, sponsored by R-A-W-A, RAWA, which stands for the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association. I've connected with one of the special finalists for today's Song of the Soul, Her name is Lisa Ann Wright when she's performing on her own, and at other times she's one of the duo called the Snarky Sisters. She's clearly pulled into her music by a leading, and I find her to be virtually snarky-less, and I think you'll find her the same. Creative, compassionate, talented, inspiring, and with a beautiful voice to boot. You'll find her in Eastern Virginia, which is where she joins us from right now via Skype for today's show. Lisa, it's wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. You're in Alexandria. How long have you been there? Where are you from originally? Oh, geez. Off and on for my entire adult life, I would say since the 80s uh, down here in Virginia. Lived a short period of time in New York City, one year in Greenwich, Connecticut. But I grew up in upstate New York near Ithaca, not too far up from Syracuse as well. Grew up in the country, little dairy farm, and a little town called Moravia, New York. Well, I have you here because Dada Veda, he sent me a CD of a collection of music. It was a contest, Songs for Social Change. You entered a song in there, and it got judged in the top 10 out of the hundreds and hundreds that they received. How did you find out about the RAWA Rawa contest? I'm a member of something called Sonic Bids. It's an online forum for people who are looking for gigs and people who are trying to promote their contests, that that type of thing, or trying to look for bands to play for them. I just saw that come by, something called Songs for Social Change. They were looking for people to submit songs that had something to do with social justice or that that type of thing. And I thought, well, this song sounds like it fits the bill, so I decided to submit it. But you could have chosen others of your songs too, right? I mean, you social change is very near and dear to your heart, as I've heard. Yes, <laughs> it is. I wanted something that I had just written, something fresh. Yes, I'd written some songs, particularly back when I was doing more environmental activist work, but I didn't want something that was over five years old, something that I had just written. So I picked the song My Daily Bread, which... You know, to me, it really fit the bill. It was near and dear to my heart because it was about working class people being respected in our society. I intentionally used the sort of bluegrass music for that song because I wanted to have the contrast with the message with the music. For me personally, I associate a lot of bluegrass music with mostly white people. 
So I wanted the song to use that medium to tell a story about people who might be people of color, might be Mexicans, you know, might be immigrants. So my daily bread was a way for me to sort of tie in all people having the same shared experiences. I guess, you know, to be honest, there was a little bit of an in-your-face element. I wanted to use the bluegrass medium to maybe get people who wouldn't normally listen to a song about social change, but would listen to a really good bluegrass player. And I had a friend of mine play the banjo on that song. So you're not a banjo player? I'm not. I play guitar. I'm a rhythm guitar player. And I'm just learning ukulele now, so (laughs) or ukulele. So I enlisted a friend of mine, Keith Arneson, to play the banjo for me. I felt like it really sounded like a bluegrass song. But if you listen to the words, it's not like most bluegrass songs. We're with Lisa Ann Wright today for Song of the Soul. And this is her song, My Daily Bread. How many seconds, how many minutes, how many hours, how many days? Next week my rent is due, gotta make it through on minimum wage. We watch your kids, we wash your car, we blow the leaves out of your yard. We paint your walls, we build your house, and they want to build a wall to keep us out. Baby's milk. Mama's pills Working two jobs To pay my bills Just can't seem To get ahead Chasing Babysitter sick, gonna lose a day. That left front tire will have to wait. We milk your cows, we pick your fruit, we press your pretty business suit. They say we're blessed, but we feel mean. One bad tooth costs us a week. pills working two jobs to pay my bills just can't seem to get ahead chasing Next week my rent is due, gotta make it through on minimum wage. How many seconds, how many minutes, how many hours, how many days? Next week my rent is due, gotta make it through on minimum wage. 
Next week my rent is due. Gotta make it through. I am such a fortunate guy. I have with me here today for Song of the Soul, Lisa Ann Wright. That's a name that you might want to search for via Google. The link's on NorthernSpiritRadio.org in any case. On Facebook, you find her under Lisa Ann Wright, and her website is actually Lisa Wright songs.com. That right is W-R-I-G-H-T as opposed to handwriting. <laughs> I'm sure that's <laughs> confusing for the world, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> but that song was My Daily Bread. You know, it starts out with that wonderful bluegrass banjo. We're so fortunate your friend was able to come in and help out on that. But there's also some It feels to me like the music morphs to at least three different genres of music. When you go into the harmonies and you say, chasing my daily bread, does that feel bluegrass to you? It feels, I'm not sure what, to me. (laughs) And, And who was harmonizing? Was that you harmonizing with yourself or other people? How was it going? The way it went down with recording the song, I did it really fast. And if I'd had my druthers, I would have had a good friend of mine that I'd enlisted to help me out to sing the harmonies. But I had to get this in before the deadline for the Rawa thing. So I was like, I'll do it myself. But yeah, maybe it's a little unclassifiable when it comes to that part. But I think at least at the very beginning for the first verse, I think it hits you as a bluegrass tune. But then... Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it morphs into whatever Lisa, the singer-songwriter, decided to do at the time. So, Well, why don't you share with us some more music that sounds cool? And you've got a lot of it. So what's next from Lisa Ann Wright? Why don't we try a little Blue Swallow? I like that one. But this one, it's cool. It's moving. It's meaningful. And it hurts my heart when I listen to it. I don't know if that you intended that. I mean, it's inspirational in some way, too. But Well, it's interesting you should say that because I have been told that sometimes the type of music I use is the antithesis of the message. And it's been used as a criticism by some folks. They're like, well, why did you have this upbeat song? You know, the tune itself was upbeat, but the words were just so devastating. I say, well, that's kind of what I do. And that's sort of where I'm coming from. I can't explain it. Maybe it's my way of getting stuff out there. Maybe it's just psycho. Actually, you're making me think about it right now. Like psychologically, I might need to have the medium be a positive thing because the message is just too hard to digest if it's just straight out there. Maybe that's it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Who inspired Little Blue Swallow? Where does it come from experientially for you? Well, a lot of different things. How much time do you have? I'll try to say it quickly. Years ago, when I was doing more acting than I am right at the moment, I was auditioning quite a bit. And I auditioned for America's Most Wanted, that TV show that was on quite a while ago now. And they needed to have a recreation of this meth dealer and his girlfriend. They were out and the police had to find them. And so I was playing the girlfriend. She rode a motorcycle and he rode a motorcycle and they made meth together in his trailer and everything. But one thing I did when I was playing this character, I was only on TV for a few seconds, but whatever. (laughs) So when I was playing this character... I ended up feeling incredible sympathy for her because the way the director would talk about her was, oh, she's just this you know, little trashy woman, you know, labeling her a meth head and, 
you know, when you're an actor, sometimes you try to crawl into the skin of the person you're playing, no matter how small the part, you, you do that. And I found myself incredibly sympathetic to her. So she's the person I'm talking about in the first verse. And I was going to write a third verse about a man in the same situation, like perhaps a, a gay man uh, who'd been beaten up or something like that to sort of tie into the idea of an abused person who had to find some way to rise above their abuse and become free. I ended up having to drop it because the song was too long for three verses. So I kept it to just kind of a woman-centric theme. There's more to the message to go on, but Lisa Ann Wright is getting us started with her song, Little Blue Swallow. He's a dealer of meth, has a girl at his side, promised one day to make her his bride. Never knew any life free of abuse. Why should she leave? What was the use? Folks who talk use words like empowerment, say she should walk. Or where would she go and what would she say? Street is too cold, better to stay. Fly where you will. Tell all the secrets that need to be heard. 
give voice to the souls who cannot find words. What a moving song by Lisa Ann Wright. Her website, lisawrightsongs.com. Questions how to spell that come via nordenspiritradio.org. And unfortunately, it's not on a CD yet, Lisa. I think it's going to be on your next CD to come. That's right. About how long do we have to wait and sit on our hands? Oh, geez. I keep thinking it's going to be just a month or two, but I keep writing new songs and kicking another song off the list. So... I'll say maybe under a year. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying, Lisa, that you're one of those creative types who's not necessarily good at organizing everything, no but kidding. <laughs> has endless creativity, right? Oh, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a moving song. I think we've probably all known some of the people that you've described in there because I've been going to men's groups for 27 years. I've heard a lot of men. I've heard it from the other side. And, you know, you said if you had another verse, maybe you'd write it for a gay. It doesn't have to be a gay. It's it's one of the misunderstandings of our society that men don't deal with the same things. Sure. Usually, though, I would say the man is not a victim of physical abuse. Men do that a lot more because they're bigger and stronger. I've watched some men kill themselves because of the abuse they were taking. And I'm not talking because they're gay or anything else. It's because what's more vulnerable than our hearts? Actually, as a male, what I will say is I would rather be hit than to have a word hit me that cuts my heart. Yeah. But anyway, Little Blue Swallow calls out to this woman who's now gone through the transformation. In the second verse, it's a different person that I'm telling a story about a woman who is affluent, has a lot of money, but her husband is abusive. So we go from a poor woman whose husband is abusive to, or whose boyfriend was abusive to a very wealthy woman. And this was also based on someone that I knew. I used to do children's birthday parties as part of <laughs> making some money for my household years ago. And I would dress up as different characters like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or Little Mermaid or this or that. And it was like a weekend thing. You go around and you do have maybe 10, 12 kids and you do a, a party for an hour. And I remember distinctly this one extremely hot day doing this children's birthday party for this. He was some kind of surgeon. I'm not sure what kind. And his wife and, and their daughters was like four. He was sitting in his den drinking whiskey like 11 in the morning. And he was drunk. And the mother was so like she was acting like nothing was out of the ordinary, but trying very hard to keep him away from us. So we did this birthday party and the mother ended up spending most of her time with the husband and I had the kids out on their deck. And I remember it being like 98 degrees. It was one of those hot Virginia days. And, you know, the kids are sweating and hot. I'm hot. Just can't believe they're not allowing us to do the party in the house on this day. It's crazy. The little girl spent the whole time just right up next to me, loved me. I was, I think I was Sleeping Beauty or one of those Disney princesses. <laughs> I can't remember. They're all the same. <laughs> if the gown fits, wear it. You know. That's right. I mean, we're technically not the Disney version because we would have gotten suit. You know, I was just in some sort of random dress and random, you know, wig and stuff. So I'm doing this party and she wanted me to face paint and make balloon animals for her. 
And she bonded with me so much that the mother started to act like she was jealous of this bond. It was the whole thing was just toxic. So we go in and it's time for the birthday cake. And the mother doesn't have a camera. The father is plastered in the den. And this is a really beautiful home. You know, these people have lots of money and these kids are all waiting for the cake. And I just said offhand, I said, don't you want to take a picture? You know, your daughter's getting her her cake and. And I luckily have, I carried around a little Polaroid because the kids never saw a Polaroid camera. So I thought it would be really fun to take a picture and let them see it develop. So luckily we were able to do that. But for my second verse, I just thought about this woman. It's obviously a toxic relationship. Her husband was yelling at her while we're having this party. So I wanted to contrast those experiences. For, you know, this, this woman I felt affinity for who was very poor and who played in the America's Most Wanted versus this very wealthy woman who's in a similar miserable, toxic situation. And so that's really how that song came about. And then, you know, the third verse that was going to have a man, I regret that I wasn't able to, you know, just time-wise, it would have been too long of a song to have added a third verse, but maybe I will and play it live that way. I was wondering a little bit about what you saw the little blue swallow as being. I mean, there's some thought that when someone dies something goes on or it doesn't. And when you're saying, you know, fly over the ocean, fly to the hills, over the desert, fly where you will, what are you thinking happens there? That's for you to decide, I guess, because when I wrote it, it was the sort of spiritual transcendence that either you as an individual find a way to transcend it, you leave the toxic relationship or you fix it somehow, or you Unfortunately, in domestic abuse, sometimes it's your death that sets you free. It's a wonderful song and a wonderful spoken, whatever it is. Do we just call it a song? I want to get the term right. I think spoken word song sounds perfect for that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, let's go on with some more songs from Lisa Ann Wright. What would you like to share next for your song of the soul? Let's see. How about The Kids Ain't All Right? Oh, you're just trying to stay completely upbeat, are you? That's exactly what I was thinking. The shore or the kids ain't all right. Either way, they're both depressing. So <laughs> pick your poison. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, though, I don't find you at all poisoning. I, I find you with quite a bit of sparkle in you. Ah. <laughs> and for folks who don't know, she has a cup, which I've seen via Skype that mentions the sparkle that she brings. Born to sparkle. This was given to me my best friend, Ginny. She's been going through some rough times herself, and for her to give me this cup means a lot to me. And I think having, in the difficult times, having some sparkle around can be a lifesaver, too. So tell us about The Kids Ain't All Right. Well, after Parkland, you know, like a lot of singer-songwriters, I'm certainly not the only one. You, You just have this incredible sense of what can we possibly do? You can send your money to help you know, various activist groups that are trying to work on different angles of this issue. But then the creative side of you says, you got to create something, got to say something. And so when you go to your gigs or your open mics or this or that, you actually have something to impart, to share with the audiences that hopefully will you know, make them see it from maybe an angle they hadn't seen it before. I don't know why exactly... The Who song, The Kids Are All Right. There's the reason why I decided to call it The Kids Ain't All Right. I'm not sure exactly if it was because of the Who song or it just happened that way. And as soon as I had the title, the whole song just spilled out, you know, just in a few minutes. 
I had my son, Justin, play the guitar solo on this, and it makes the song quite long. I think it's about five minutes. Most producers will say you should never have a song over four minutes if you want anyone to play it on the radio. But thank goodness for people like you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and just remember Don McLean and Bye Bye American Pie. I mean, goodness gracious, that I think is seven or eight minutes. Oh, and anything by Dylan. Anything by Dylan. (laughs) Well, the kids ain't all right. We'll talk about it a little bit more after we listen to it being performed by Lisa Ann Wright. His story's well known. He'd been kicked out of school. They called him a creep. Said that he wasn't cool Like a failed rough draft paper He'd been crumpled and tossed He's just one more kid That America lost The kids ain't all right No, the kids ain't okay There's something gone wrong here In our own USA And fixing what's broke Comes at too high a cost He's just one more kid That America lost The kids ain't all right. 
something gone wrong here in our own USA. In fixing what's broke comes that too high a cost. He's just one more kid. Sad but true, the kids ain't all right. It's shared by Lisa Ann Wright for Song of the Soul, and that interlude on guitar there is her son, Justin Matthews, as well. One of the things that I noted about the song that I wonder if it's going to reach more people because of that is that it's got the country twang to it. Was that a conscious choice? You know, it was one of those things where... Anybody who's a singer-songwriter that's listening to your show, and you yourself, I think you say you write as well, sometimes it just comes all at once. The tune is just there. The words are just there. And it just came out that way. I didn't plan it to be sort of countrified like that. The other thing that I'd note about this song, I said you've got the country twang to it. It doesn't say the problem is that there's too many guns sold or that we need gun control or anything. It just says we all can agree on this. The kids ain't all right. There's a problem going on. So I think it can reach more hearts than songs which take a particular tact or political point of view. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with all the things that are happening in the world today, it is so easy to say there's an easy fix for something, but nothing is easy. And finding common ground on anything is just so difficult. But you can't have any common ground if there's no discussion. We're just talking over each other in this country right now. So, folks, we have Lisa Ann Wright here with us today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You'll find a link to Lisa Ann on my site, northernspiritradio.org. 
O-R-G, along with links to everybody from the past 13 years. My programs go out on some 37 stations nationwide, community radio stations, and they're so invaluable. I want to urge you to support your local community radio station. They share news and music that you get nowhere else on the spectrum. It's so important to have local voices and alternative voices, and so start out by supporting your local community radio station. We'd also like your support for Northern Spirit Radio. On our site, there's a donate button. Please click that to help support this full-time work. And there's a comment section. And we love hearing from you. You don't know how important it is for us to hear who's listening and what you're listening to and what's meaningful to you. But also remember to follow the link forward to Lisa Ann Wright. On Facebook, you'll find her under Lisa Ann Wright. Most of her songs, you'll either find them via her Facebook or you can get them on Pandora, their CD Baby, if you will. And there's a CD that you put out sometime before called Sweet By and by yeah i understand there's another cd coming out with you as performing in your duo yes in fact we just well we haven't released it as a hard copy yet but we have some of the streams that you can get through cd baby we're called the snarky sisters with a z so it's snarky s-i-s-t-e-r-z and we're also on facebook and those songs i think can be found on youtube or cd baby right now It's interesting that you're part of the Snarky Sisters because I do not find you snarky at all. I find you heartfelt and direct and, I think, sensitive. So that must mean that Diane is the snarky one of the... Absolutely right. Yes, she is the snarky one. (laughs) (laughs) Diana Quinn is one of those people that she's everywhere in the music scene in, in the D.C. area. She's had more bands than I can count. She's an amazing songwriter, an amazing musician and singer. I am so lucky to be working with her. She has been the front person for several bands, and one is called The Fabulettes. And she hired me several years ago to be the third person, the third Fabulette. There's three women and four guys that play. I'm no longer the full-time Fabulette because I did move away and there's somebody else. So that's how I met her. We ended up writing songs together and doing the Snarky Sisters now. So this is a fun adventure for the both of us. So I'm just going to guess that maybe next you'd like to share a song with her? Yeah. You say I'm not snarky, but this has a snarky edge. This was a song about my feelings about sanctimonious evangelicals. So I wrote it and I was thinking, okay, you know, there's these people that say they're religious and yet right now they're doing all these things that are so awful and they're supporting goings on in the world that are terrible. As I've performed the song since, when I perform it live, it becomes a different song to me. You know the songwriter Mary Gaucher, and I can't remember if she said it live or if she said it in a radio interview, but I just always will remember what she said. The song isn't finished until you've performed it for an audience that that's really when you know by the feedback you get what you've said. What is this message that people are getting? The funny thing that happened with this song, as I'm singing it, looking into people's eyes, I realized it wasn't about the sanctimonious evangelicals. It was about myself. It was the weirdest revelation that it's about them, but it's also about me. And it was very humbling, and I'm a little embarrassed, but... I guess I needed the snark, sort of, we're talking about the mediums of things. I needed the snarkiness to get this song out of myself. So Lisa Ann Wright is now going to get the snarkiness out of herself. (laughs) 
<laughs> and give it to you all listening. <laughs> Here it is. I just feel. The devil and my Jesus sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah, big money and the faithful sure have made a deal. But I don't want to think about that because I just feel. To think religion meant to love The grace and truth came from up above But now I've a new God to which I knew But you people don't understand I just feel Yeah, I just feel right is wrong I just feel I hate this song just feel reality is too darn real so instead of using my head well I just feel I Just Feel, performed by Lisa Ann Wright, along with Diana Quinn. Together, they are the Snarky Sisters. There's some Z's in there. You don't know how to spell it. Come by NorthernSpiritRadio.org. I always point to my guests. Uh, you'll also find Lisa on Facebook at Lisa Ann Wright. And she just feels really good about this song. I have a sense that this song fits perfectly in a bar room. I mean, there's some kind of a, a vibe there. Where did you actually perform it when you're looking people in the eye? When I've done it in an open mic and then recently up in Maine, and I was looking at this fella, we were playing at a campground. They have a community building where the people who are camping can come see the performers. And there was a fella, and I'm looking at him. And I made all these assumptions because he kind of had the look to me. And I feel bad to say it, but I thought, okay, he's going to be far right conservative guy. He's going to hate this song. And as I'm singing it, he's listening to every word very intently. 
and just kind of staring me down. At the end of the song, he clapped louder than anybody. <laughs> you know? Isn't it wonderful when our prejudices are <laughs> reflected I know. back on us? Yeah. Ooh, wow. Well, let's keep going with some more of your music. I'd like to get as much in as possible. What's up next? Maybe we should lighten it up a little bit. The song, I Know You, that was written specifically for my girlfriend who gave me the Born to Sparkle cup. She is this incredible, strong-willed, smart, beautiful woman who went through a terrible, terrible time. It sounds hokey and corny, but I wanted to write something that would cheer her up. You know, it is kind of hokey and corny. I know the song is. It's a little bit, maybe you could sing it on Sesame Street, you know. It's, <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's got some coolness to it because my son Justin played the guitar on that as well. I think I played rhythm, but he played the lead guitar on that one. You know, I, I just felt like this was a true sentiment. Maybe it is hokey, but I'm feeling this. And it really meant a lot to her, so it meant a lot to me. And the Mid-Atlantic Songwriting Contest, they, I got an honorable mention for the tune, which kind of validated me in the sense that maybe it wasn't too hokey. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the song is I Know You, and it's by Lisa Ann Wright. Well, she's been down, been kicked around Been abandoned in her greatest time of need But still somehow, even now She always makes it through the pain Despite the problems that you see And she don't try to be no hero And she don't fly like Superman or Try to save the world She just tries To make things better Her friends she cares about She's been that way Since she was just a girl And honey I know you Are gonna make it Make sure I do too If you've been down Been kicked around If you've been abandoned In your greatest time of need I'll tell you how Even now you can make it through the pain Despite the problems that you see You don't have to try To be no hero You don't have to fly Like Superman Or save the human race You just gotta try To see a friend in the mirror And know inside you'll be okay And tell that to your face And just say I know Are gonna make it through Cause I know you Well make sure I do too I know you will make it through Cause I know you'll make sure I do too
make sure I do too. good to know that people know us sometimes. That song is I Know You by Lisa Ann Wright. I was wondering as I'm listening to it, you know, you didn't want to be fly like Superman, try and save the world, save the human race, that kind of thing. Didn't you? I was a boy. I wanted to grow up be Superman too, you know, but you didn't want that, I guess. Maybe that's a boy thing. No, no. Uh, believe me, if I when I was a kid, I would have loved to. In fact, I, I have distinct memories of being four years old. I kid you not. My brain tells me I really did fly. My memories at four years old, I really could fly. That's how my brain processes. I still think that. So, yeah, yeah, girls flew too. And we wore towels with a safety pin around, like my brothers did, running around being Superman. <laughs> but as grown women, having gone through the things that we've gone through, it's like we know we have limitations that maybe we didn't have when we were young. And I've been her friend since we were little kids. And it's like, She's not trying to save the whole world. She is just trying to take care of the people that she can. I think that's validation enough for all the things that she's doing with her life. And she's meaningful. She means something. You know, it was just a really rough time for her. And I just wanted to write something that might help. And, you know, she made me feel like it did help. So that was good. And it is so important for us to have community. A lot of people, the great American ideal of individualism means we don't need someone else. We're on our own. I'm tough enough alone. And certainly men take that on more than women in from our culture. But it still permeates. Yeah. Where do you find your culture? Where's your Where's your spiritual center? Well, I grew up with that whole idea of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. But but I have to say it, it was a mix of things because even though my father was definitely very right wing back in the, you know, he died when I was little. So in the 70s, I remember him being very, very right wing. And yet he was very active in a dairyman's cooperative. So there was a sense of community and he was involved in the Grange and the Masons the Derriman's League, you know, organizations where people would get together and they certainly did help one another. So I just think times have changed. I think we've just gotten like meaner as a culture. And the idea of working together is somehow is considered a weakness or something. And I think we need to get that pendulum back the other way to work more in community and in harmony with one another and stop competing so much. I think the competitiveness has just gotten out of hand where it's become toxic. Well, I think you're right that it has undercut so much of what we could do. And the division, the distance between even family members Mm -hmm. is, is so much worse than it ever used to be. I would agree. Makes me sad. Well, let's go on, do one more song. How do we finish this off? Honestly, since it's called Song of the Soul, let's do the shore, even though it's not like the uplifting ending that I thought might be better. I saw on your website, it says, music has the ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. 
I think this song was definitely written in that spirit. It was written for my mother as she was dying, and it was important to me to put it into words in a way that really described what it's like to watch another soul leave this place. And I witnessed it with my own eyes. You know, I was with her when it happened. I can't really put my finger on why it's so... It is a very important thing for us as humans to know that we have one life to live on this earth. And it was important for me to express the song in the way that I did. You're talking about this with your mother. Yes. She's gone to the other shore. Yes. Did she have conceptions? Were you raised with conceptions about what those shores are like? Or how do you, how do you get there? I mean, there's, some people like to have navigational maps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, my, my mother was very quiet. She didn't really speak about that kind of thing. She did go to church occasionally, but she wasn't an avid churchgoer. She had a spirituality to her. She wasn't terribly religious with a capital R, but you know what? She lived it. She was welcoming and loving and caring and giving, and she lived it. You know, just like me, I I told you I consider myself an agnostic. I like to keep myself open (laughs) to options, but my mom, I would say she, she was definitely Christian, but she wouldn't recognize Christianity in the, the world that we have today, you know, the kind of Christians that she sees in the popular culture, the evangelical types, that she wouldn't identify with that. Did she or do you have a sense of afterlife type things? I see a sort of unifying entity of a sort that we all become part of the same unifying entity. But I wish I had a better way to explain it, but that's really how I sense it. It works just fine for me. And folks, we're going to go to another shore now. It's The Shore by Lisa Ann Wright. Lisa, it really is delightful to get to know you again. I'm so grateful for the music that's brought together as part of RAWA, R-A-W-A, the contest that you entered in with your song, My Daily Bread. I'll include that link on NordenSpiritRadio.org with my link to LisaWrightSongs.com and your Facebook page, Lisa Ann Wright. I do want people to track you down because there's not a lot of recorded music out there that people can grab right now. So they can get it from your site, they can look things up, and they can go to Pandora. We'll try and include those links so people do track you down those ways. Thank you so much. And I just just want to say thank you to you, of course, for having me. I really appreciate it. And for all that you do, you're a very positive force. And I really appreciate that you're out there and that your voice is out there. And hosting Dada Veda, I owe him a debt of gratitude for highlighting my song and his compilation as well. So My Daily Bread was the song that was highlighted. Right now we're going to The Shore by Lisa Wright. Again, Lisa, so wonderful to get to know you. Thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. The Shore. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul.
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.